Yo, ho, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another Lions Den. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. Hopefully, everything is going good with you and that you're enjoying this Sunday and the summer, right? Hey, speaking of that, how's your body going? You dig like like you, you, y'all got your uh your hot girl, hot boy summer going on. Tell me how that process is, right? The reason why I say that is because us at the Lions Den, we have something called the Lions heart challenge okay we are challenging you and ourselves to get our body right all right and we're doing that posting pictures every day for the next 21 days to make sure you have some accountability all right even if it's not fitness but whatever it is that you say you want to do you get it in and there and then we can help push you along right on let's get it together larry what's popping man how you feeling Hey, I'm good, brother. I feel like I ain't been on this show in a couple weeks, man. What's going I know, on? I know. You act like you got a life, right? You got things <laughs> going on. What's up with that? I, I do, unfortunately. You know, work is starting to kick in, man. The summer, we're starting to open things back up. So these TDYs have picked up like crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I understand, man. Well, look, glad to have you back on and glad to have everybody on that's watching right now. If you haven't done so already, please make sure you go to StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook so you can join in this conversation. Let us know where you're watching at right on because this is going to be some great, great, great information, y'all. Hey, so Larry, man, what else been popping on off, man? I ain't seen you in a minute on here. What else I, been going on with you? I know, right, man? I, I just work, you know, getting, getting in getting that all going and just other private orgs that I'm part of, you know, Toastmasters, we just had election period. So, you know, picking up and keeping that going, yes. you know, just being busy, man, staying active, staying proactive more than active, you know, and also for those that don't know, I've made a promise to myself to, uh, to uh, pursue my master's degree. So that just underwent, I'm on my third class in the past sure. four months. So, you know, class number three of 12. So, you know, uh, your brother man over here juggling life, you know, and just doing what, what I have to do to stay proactive. You know, we don't want to talk about developing ourselves professionally and personally. Like we actually really do live this life that we talk about. So yes, yes, absolutely. Audience. Absolutely. Hey, well, look, well, I see everybody out there. What's going on? What's going on? Everybody shout out. We got some St. Lunatics around here. Hey, you feel like you're at home now, bro? You got hey, man. Hey, did you see the post I posted, man, about the shoes? I got some Air Force Ones with all the St. Louis logos on it. Emos, Chinaman, you know, the whole nine. Like, I was doing like, man, much. I'm St. Louis, but I ain't that St. Louis. Doing too much, bro. <laughs> doing too much. But anyway, man, look, I'm super <laughs> duper, duper excited about today, y'all. Look, this, this is about to be a dope show, y'all. So let me just first tell y'all what the whole purpose of this show is, right? Mm. We're talking about the HBCU journey, and there's a lot of humbug about attending HBCUs, but 
chances are we hear it from individuals that's never attended it. You dig what I'm saying? The only thing I know about HBCUs is drumline and school days. Okay. Am I telling my age? Shut up. It don't matter. You know what I'm talking about? That's good. That's, you know, good cinema. Anyway, <laughs> so what we're doing is we have individuals here currently and from the past that's going to be on here talking about their experiences. So first I'm going to introduce this one young lady, right? Y'all, she, she's uh, fireball. Okay. Look, her name is Aaliyah, right? Name is Aaliyah. She's a rising sophomore in biochemistry major, right? And she hails from Virginia Beach, y'all. I want y'all to give a nice, warm round of applause for Miss Aaliyah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Wait, that ain't all. That ain't all, y'all. Listen, we, we, we got a nice little lineup. All right. Then, we got my man Josh, right? Josh Pryor. So he's an honor student at Morehouse College, and his major is philosophy. And he hails from St. Louis. Y'all give it up for Josh up in here. <laughs> Yo, Josh, Josh, you got some, you got your, your family here representing for you. That's what's yeah. up. Hey, but look. Last but most definitely not least, y'all. I got got my homie in here, right? My man's Lee Linder, my Leander Spearman, right? He's born also here in St. Louis, right? And so he's a product of the St. Louis public schools, and he has he was a sports athlete, but he also attended two HBCUs, Tuskegee University and Harris Stowe. Y'all look, y'all give it up for my man's. Lee. Up, Lee. Man, my fault, man. Look, I've, I've been calling you Lee forever. And then I see your old name. I'm like, Lee, Lee. Whatever. Hey, but listen, I'm glad that y'all are here, y'all. How y'all feeling today? All right. Good. I'm feeling good. Feeling good to be here. Feeling great. Yes. Yeah. So excited to be here. Yes. Go. Dude, look, we're getting it in, y'all. Look, hey, this is how you have a show. You understand? So, hey, uh, Larry, I'm going to give you the ball first, man. What you got for these young individuals? Yeah, yeah. So what, what I want to know is, and I'm sure the audience want to know, is just, let, let's just kick it off with talking about your experience, right? Especially the younger two that's still currently at HBCUs. Talk about your options, like when you graduated high school, the options you had on the table, and why you chose the, the school that you chose to to go to let's do you live what you got yes yeah, so i really love this question because i get to brag on my hbcu and so what's interesting is when i graduated i applied early decision to spelman and that ended up being the only school that i applied to because i got in new around mid-december and from then on i was like okay i'm not applying anywhere else that's how set i was on spelman and the reason i chose spelman i could really go on but the top reasons for me is like when I think of Stillman, I just think of like the birthplace of black girl magic. And like knowing me, I was like, I just have to be there. It's in the heart of Atlanta around so many other great HBCUs. So I just knew I had to make it happen. And also Spelman is like the number one producer of black women that go on to get their PhDs in STEM. And so as a biochemistry major that's still exploring my options, I was like another like check off the list. So I was just so excited to get there. And like I said, I can really go on and on, but Oh, oh. So. all right. That's what's up. All right, Josh, what you got, bro? Yeah, for me, uh, college and education was always a big thing centered around my family since uh, since my childhood, honestly. Um, I was involved a lot in 
uh, an organization called Jack and Jill of America uh, throughout my middle school years and definitely more high school. Basically, it's a uh, mother's organization uh, preparing uh, black kids um, just uh, for life, I guess, and for just community service aspects and leadership. So I was very heavily involved in that. Um, but the HBCU experience was nothing that um, I really saw myself doing, uh, at least my first two or three years in high school. So actually, um, I believe it was the spring break going, oh, in my junior year, um, I visited Morehouse for the first time. Um, and that's that's really where I saw myself going um, ever since then. But honestly, I don't think, uh, I know my parents are in the chat, but I don't think they took that seriously for me, uh, going to HBCU or even Morehouse specifically. So, um, yeah, so my senior year, I applied to many schools, so I believe about 20, honestly. Um, but when it all came down to it, I early decision to Washington University in St. Louis. Uh, ended up getting out of that contract due to COVID. Uh, a lot of people seemed like they were switching schools around that time. Uh, and then I picked Ohio State second. Uh, but both of those schools, I just I didn't see myself being there for four years and just mm. thriving as a student. And uh, outside of my student life, just having fun, you know. Uh, I like to have friends and party. I like to go out sometimes. So I just I didn't see myself uh, necessarily thriving at uh, PWI, honestly. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I eventually convinced my parents that Morehouse was the place for me. I would thrive there. Uh, I would be a leader like I was in high school with uh, my Jack and Jill organization. And uh, I'm just you know blessed to be at Morehouse. Oh, all right. All right. So Lee, what about you, brother? Now you did two, right? So you went to you you went to one, then another. So what what made you, you know, want to go to HBCU anyway? Honestly, I was following my brother, my <laughs> older brother. <laughs> um, we both studied the same thing in school. We were both mechanical engineering majors. He started off at University of Missouri Rolla in the 80s. And that was a rough experience. So he transferred to Tuskegee and I followed my brother to Tuskegee. I went to follow my big brother. So that's how I wound up there. Did four years there and transferred back home to St. Louis and finished actually on a basketball scholarship at Harris Stowe State University. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, no, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, y'all, so my question is, and this is for everybody that's watching right now, what would you say? All right. What would you say? And I'll give this to you, Josh, first. No, as a matter of fact, I'll give it to Lee. So what would you say about individuals that uh, that says that, you know, HBCU graduates won't be able to find gainful employment? I say they're not looking. <laughs> I would put an HBCU education up against any Ivy League school in the country. Mm. In my opinion, the education you get in HBCU rivals any of them, mm. academics as well as the personal. Because in HBCU, you know, in most of the you know, Ivy League schools, the non-HBCUs, you're just a number, you're just a person. HBCUs, mm -hmm. they actually care about you. They take time out to make sure you're in class. You know, most other schools come to class, don't come to class. They don't care. That's not the case in HBCUs. If you're it, not there, someone's bread. coming to find out why you're not in class. Mm -hmm. Wow. Go ahead, hit it, Larry. 
Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, and, and I hate to do this, but, you know, my experience with HBCUs is very limited because I've never visited a school, never even attended one of the schools, right? So when I watched the movie Stomp the Yard and the guy, when he went through the uh, Hall of Fame and it was showing all the greats that went to those schools. All right, so for, you got Spelman, you got Morehouse, you got Tuskegee. I mean, these are prestigious HBCUs. When you guys went through your orientation, did they show you the Hall of Fame of all those greats that came before you? And, and what was that like if you did experience that Wall of Fame that I call? Yeah, for me, um, in my orientation, uh, my junior year, spring break, uh, we actually visited a chapel on Morehouse's campus. We saw uh, pictures, not even of just Morehouse and Spelman or HBCU alumni, but just uh, world leaders. Uh, people that visited Morehouse's campus and just just an inspiration. And it was an inspiration to me. Uh, I saw myself having a painting on that wall one day. And um, yeah, it just it, it pushed me to uh, just want to be my best self uh, on Morehouse's campus. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Aaliyah? Yeah, also like in my orientation, they always like enduring our spellbound, which is a middle students weekend. They're always highlighting some of the great alumni and just all of like the powerful women that have left Spelman. And so really, I went to junior preview day, January 2019, and that like sealed the deal for me, even though I was already really sold on it. We got to walk the campus and also go in like special buildings like Sisters Chapel on Spelman's campus and just be around like all of the other students and like-minded students that really had the same goals as you. So yeah, I mean, to this day, we like have talks and like the president talks to, just talk to Stacey Abrams. I mean, it's really inspiring and motivational just to see like all of the powerful women that are coming, not only from Spelman, but HBCUs in general. I mean, we've got Kamala Harris now and everybody, Raphael Warnock, like HBCUs are on the rise. And like, I'm just, I'm so proud to be a part of one. So. Wow. You know, that's huge. And, and congratulations to you and to Josh for having that that zeal, if you will, to be in school and be a part of HBCU because it's important. You know what I'm talking about? This is extremely important. So now let's flip it, right? Now I'm going to give this back to you, Lee. What is one thing you can say that almost, if ever, changed your mind about picking an HBCU? Was there a, a situation that, that had you kind of think twice about it? I mean, after I got there, yes, because um, in high school, I played basketball. I was, I wouldn't say I was heavily recruited to play Division One basketball, but there was some interest. So I did have the opportunity to play Division One basketball at a couple of fairly large schools, but I chose to go to an HBCU because I wanted something after basketball. Mm. But once I got to an HBCU, once I got to Tuskegee, I mean, two things really convinced me that I made the right choice. The first is going back to your previous question about the wall of famous people. In, in Tuskegee, we didn't have a wall per se. Your freshman year at Tuskegee, at least when I went there 30 years ago, your first semester, you take a semester long course called freshman orientation. And that is the history of not just Tuskegee, the school, but Tuskegee as the institution. You talk about the Tuskegee Airmen, you talk about Booker T. Washington, George Washington Carver, 
the full history of how that university was established and its significance to the world. Mm. That and once I got there, just the friendliness. I only lived on campus one year. In my last two years, I was off campus. But I had a place to eat dinner every night with people I never met before in my life. Mm -hmm. I had a ride to school every day with people I didn't know. That mm -hmm. does not happen at UMSL. Um, so that does not happen at St. Louis U. That would not happen at Wash U. Mm. So those two things let me know I made the right choice of where to go. Right on, right on. Yep, I'm gonna follow up with that, like right, because you went to two HBCUs and then you went to uh, the University of Missouri for your graduate school. And I'm talking to Lee on this, but this is for all you guys to chime in on um, the cultural. You know, is there a cultural difference between the two schools? And I ask this because you said you went through a semester long orientation of Tuskegee. Uh, university, which tells me that they like really ingrained to you the significance of this institution, right? And I don't know about Spelman and Morehouse. Do y'all guys have that when you were in your freshman year? But I can tell you when I went to the University of Missouri, there was no orientation for the history of the University of Missouri other than I hate Kansas because of all things Kansas, right? So I'm and I'm just being transparent. But talk to me about, you know, from you, Lee, your experience. Uh, as far as that orientation, what it built for you to actually feel like you're part of something bigger than 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 what you you know signed on to versus Spelman and Morehouse. Do you guys have that same orientation that culture built, or was it just that that orientation that kind of set the standard for you guys? Well, there is definitely a difference in culture between Tuskegee, Harrisville, and Mizzou. Mm -hmm. And when I went to Mizzou for my master's degree, I actually took. Um, a leave from work. I was actually fortunate at the time I was able to take a leave of absence from work. I moved to Columbia and I did my master's in one year. I stayed on campus, so I kind of had the on-campus experience. But the difference is at Mizzou, I went to class. I came back to my apartment, did my homework, went to class, back to my apartment, did my homework. There was no culture that I could identify with that I could engage in, unlike an HBCU. The culture, the atmosphere, the bonds you build, it's more than just going to school. You're part of a community, even after college. If I see somebody with a Tuskegee t-shirt, a Tuskegee bumper sticker, I know there's certain shared experiences that we're gonna have. I can walk up to anybody that went to Tuskegee and say, the calf, the cafe. Mm -hmm. If you didn't go to Tuskegee, you don't know the calf is a cafe. I can go and say the valley. They know that's the hill between two dorms that everybody used to cut across to get to the other side of the campus. Mm -hmm. So those shared experiences that I can have with anybody who went, to, doesn't matter when they went, 30 years ago or if they're there now, that terminology, they're going to know what I'm talking about. Got you. And Josh and, and Aaliyah, so you guys haven't been into the campus yet due to COVID, correct? Really? I've been one semester. You did one semester? Okay. Yeah, so, last semester. So, so how was your uh, your experience? And then we're going to go to you after that, Leo. How was your experience? Yeah, it's crazy that Lee talks about um, the CAF and freshman orientation. What he described is exactly how it is at uh, Morehouse. Um, 
Although whenever we had our freshman orientation, it was all online or uh, virtual uh, per se, but we were able to see everybody's faces, everybody in my class, all the transfer students, new students, all that. So I was able to um, identify people whenever I saw them on campus. I was like, oh, I've seen you uh, on Zoom. I've seen you in class, you know, even though I haven't met them in person. And it was easier to build a connection that way. And uh, yeah, the cultural difference, I would really say it is a community. Uh, even on campus, I could really sit, um, even if it was my friends where we wanted to meet new people uh, at the CAF, you just really go up to anybody and say, what's up, um, dap, uh, give a head nod, anything like that. So, I mean, yeah, it really is a community. It feels like uh, you are siblings, brothers, sisters with people in the AEC and, and Morehouse specifically. That's what's up. I mean, we didn't have a calf. We just got the DFAT, right? The fat. I mean, anyway, same the same thing. So, Aaliyah, what you, what, what, so it was virtual. It's been virtual for you, right? Yeah, so, virtual. and I know that kind of sucks, but like, how have you been able to grab a hold of that culture virtually? Yeah, so it really is like it, you would think it was terrible because everybody's always asking, you know, how was it virtual online? And like, I really had like a bad attitude towards it. I was always like, I wish I was on campus. I wish I was on campus. And like looking back, I'm just really shocked and surprised and so grateful at how close I was still able to grow towards everybody at the school, not even just in but all excuse me, also Morehouse and Clark, because just really getting involved in all the clubs, so like class council and becoming all these different like scholars and stuff, that allowed me to meet different people. I got involved in the National Action Network, which allowed me to like tackle social justice issues and meet new people in that light. And so I really like everybody's already at an HBCU and like Josh and Lee both touched on it. Like you just feel like you're part of a family. I mean, I feel like I belong. I feel like I'm valued. And I don't, I don't think I could get that at a PWI. I mean, my high school was like, it was kind of diverse, but it definitely was like, definitely more leaning towards a predominantly white high school. And I would like to say hey here and there, but like, it's really nothing compared to the HBCU experience where I like know I can get that towards everybody and just always feel welcome in whatever space I'm in. And like, just the classes being geared towards me, focusing on our history. It's just so much that I'm thankful for that I can get as filming. So okay, and look real quick for those that don't know, could you explain to them what a PWI means? Yeah, so PWI. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, it stands for predominantly white institution, and so just meaning that like the college or the school it has a larger Caucasian population than normal compared to an HBCU where there's a higher black population of students, mm -hmm. and so. That's pretty much like a lot of the state schools and like HBCUs make up a really small percentage of colleges in general. So that's yeah. the between them. All right. Well, look, check this out. I got one more question, right? Just to help out with these myths. Okay. So tell me what y'all think about this. And Josh, I'm going to throw this at you first. And if anybody got something else to add to it, y'all go ahead and do that. Do you believe that uh, HBCUs lack diversity? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I don't know because, I mean, I know it is uh, probably at least 90% Black for um, all uh, HBCUs, but I did meet a good uh, Indian friend actually on campus this semester. Real cool guy. He stayed um, about northwest of the uh, dorm to me, but he was a cool guy. But in regards to diversity, I think we have diversity in, in personalities uh, rather than uh, race. 
So, I mean, there was a lot of different backgrounds, um, people from the North, South, East, West, um, people who are real shy, people who are um, really outgoing, but you can still blend and mix with each other and still, um, you know, uh, conversate in a way. But that's what I would say for diversity. All right, Lee, what you think, bro? Absolutely not. I was actually going to touch on that before you asked the question, but are HBCUs as diverse as other institutions? No, they're not. But are they exclusively African-American institutions? No. When I was at Tuskegee, I was in class with white people. I was in class with Asians. I was in class with East Indian. There are people from all over the world, all nationalities, all races that attend HBCUs. It's just that the culture caters more to black people. But there are there is diversity in HBCUs among the students and especially among the faculty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Miss Aaliyah, so on on your uh on your on your Zoom calls, <laughs> nah, so what, what 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 they look like, right? You is it is it all chocolate and a little sprinkle sprinkle? You know what I'm about? Tell me how, how is it with you, Virgil? Yeah, so it definitely is like all my classes were black people and all women, of course, and but our professors were diverse. So professors like there's definitely more black professors than usual that I was used to, but we also have the white professors and just the different races and nationalities when it comes to that. And I also love your original question because my first thought is always like, wait, no, there's no diversity. And then just over the year, I've learned from everybody else that, and people have been saying in the comments too, there's so much diversity within our race, whether it is like your religion, your sexuality, like I'm learning so much more about black people than I would know. And I've like, even in my high school, it's like black people that are really similar to me and getting to Spelman, I'm like, there's no lack of diversity at all. I'm learning so much about our race than I knew before. And it's really just so enlightening and eye-opening that and this is something that I cherish before going out into the real world after graduating, because I'm gonna know more about myself and my people. That way, when I go out into like a, a predominantly white space, uh, eventually I'll know how to explain and defend and just inform them with whatever I need to, because I'll know. Damn it, Aaliyah. You better shut your we hold on. That's what I mean. I'll give you one of these. See, normally when somebody makes say something that makes some sense, they get one of these. Right? That was a good one. But no, seriously, the reason why I ask is because people, let's be honest. Unfortunately, we feel as though HBCUs are only the, the black part is just mean it's only for black folk, you dig? But just the fact that we're from different places, different locations, we have so much to give and so much to receive. And it was a great question too, and I, I wanna make sure we touch on that uh, after our break. And so I'm gonna give y'all some time to think about it. But what we're gonna ask is, if there's anything that you've learned about yourself being at the uh, being within the HBCU. Okay, so I want you to think about that, right? So we're going to take a little pause for the calls. Ladies and gentlemen, if y'all are enjoying this show, please make sure you are sharing this and stop acting a funny style. You dig what I'm saying? Just because you ain't go, that don't mean that your little nephew might not want to go. Okay, but stick around. We will be right back. Monique Slater is a top negotiating award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building general wealth through home ownership, 
while providing exponential service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get anyone into a home and has sold homes in less than six hours. After servicing the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And if you're in San Antonio or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Give Monique a call at 210-237-7268. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent, southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW Post 4183. And they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Seth with the Lion's Den. Are you or someone you know looking for a tool to help them be more accountable? Check out the Black Collar Mindset, the art of strategic thinking. It's a manual to help maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable every step of the way. Go to theblackcollarmindset.com to grab your copy today. Again, the website is theblackcollarmindset.com. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Let's get it together. As a financial literacy coach and credit repair specialist, Tracy Brown teaches people the importance of personal finance and help them identify and dispute negative items in their credit reports. Her services allow individuals to leverage the Fair Credit Report Act to improve their overall credit score and credit history to position themselves for home ownership, lower interest rates, entrepreneurship, and general wealth. Give Tracy Brown a call at 618 618- Five six zero thirty six eighty seven. One more time, six one eight five six zero three six eight seven. Yo, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, y'all enjoying this show. We talking about HBCUs, Larry. Man, what you think about it so far, man? Man, so far I'm intrigued, and I wish I can go back twenty years and make that <laughs> <laughs> write that chip. But it's all good. Yeah, man. No, I'm very, very much so excited. Very much so excited and inspired as well. Ladies and gentlemen, if y'all can, please do so. Check out the chat. There's a review there. If y'all are picking up what we're putting down and you do appreciate this, make sure you give us a review on the Lion's Den and all of our networks. Okay, we got a lot of things popping off and this is where growth and development equals action. Can you dig it? Hopefully you can. Lee, Yo, Josh and Miss Aaliyah up in this building. Yeah. yeah. All right, y'all. So check it out. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about HBCUs. And it was a great question that was posed prior to the, our uh, sponsors. What is it that, if anything, you learned from yourself being within an HBCU? And I'm going to ask you, Lee, what did you learn? I learned that... I am just as good as anyone else out there. I mean, coming from um, 
St. Louis Public Schools. I'm not going to say that St. Louis Public School education is bad, but I will say I was not prepared for the world I found myself in when I got to college. Mm. Not blaming anybody, it's just the fact. I wasn't prepared. Damn. After my freshman year, they made sure that I was going to make it. So I learned that no, I can make it. HBCU, they wouldn't let me quit. Had I not been at HBCU, don't know if I would have made it that first year. Wow. Yo, that's dope. Josh, what you think, brother? Uh, I learned that I still have a lot to learn about myself. Man, but... that's, that's dope. Hold on, wait a minute. Hey, you hear that, Larry? Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard yeah. it. I, I feel him on it, too. Yes, yeah, like, I feel you. I felt it right, right, right around here. That's good. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, especially just being so young and being on campus for the first time, like my virtual experience, my fall semester, my spring semester, me as a person is way different. I feel like I've gotten a lot more mature throughout the semester. But um, I would say that I'm, I'm not afraid to ask for uh, assistance from my teachers, staff members, or my friends, especially my friends. I mean, um, I learned that I can be collaborative amongst my peers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm very comfortable, uh, especially cool. as I progress throughout the year. That's dope. All right, Mr. Leo, what have you learned about yourself, ma'am? Being in uh, being the HBCU virtually in, in any any capacity, what have you learned thus far? Yeah, so I've definitely learned a lot more about my passions. Like I've had time to explore that just by trying out different organizations and stuff. And also, I think I've learned not exactly about myself, but just learning about my history and all the people that came before me has really empowered me and motivated me to just make the most out of this experience, both socially and academically. And I'm really excited to just continue these next three years and learn even more about myself. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, that's dope. That's dope. Thank you. Thank you for that. Go ahead, Larry. All right. So first off, I need to know who this Miss Pryor is. I don't want to screw up her first name, but it sounds like is that your mom, Josh? Your aunt? Who, yeah, who yeah, is that? that's my mom. That's your mom. mom. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell she loves her son, right? So shout yeah. out to your to your HBCU mom. Yeah, Sequana. Sequana. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say that, but I didn't want to screw it up. But hey, she's going hard right now in the chat for you. I, I'll give you that. And she seemed like. Did she go to an HBCU? Yeah, she hold was. On. Uh, doctor, wait, wait, hold on. Hey, your mama doctor? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, man, hey, look, look, hey, you just don't slide that in the deal like that. You know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's my mama. Man, you better put, put some respect on her name. Go on with your game. Go ahead, Larry. So, listen, my question is, uh, it seemed like she had a big influence in your life, right? I could tell by the comments, she going hard, right? For you to go to an HBCU. So my question is for all of you guys that went to an HBCU is what are some of the misconceptions, the myth that are out there? And I know, uh, Miss uh, Aaliyah, you haven't experienced the on-campus experience yet, but what are some of the experiences or a, a myth that are out there that, about HBCUs? Because I'll be honest, growing up in the 90s, early 2000s, I already told you guys backstage, when I think of HBCUs, I think of frats, sororities, 
I think about the party life. I think about Black Spring Break. I think about everything that ain't got nothing to do with the academics of HBCU. See, that's why you're out of line right now. You see, that's what it is. But no, that's a good question. That's a good question. Hey, uh, hey, Lee, what, what about you, brother? What you think about that? What's a, what's a myth? Well, I wouldn't say it's a myth because everything that he said is true. That's all a part of HBCU life. I will say, though, it is very much exaggerated. Mm. I mean, Stomp the Yard and all those movies, yeah, that all happens. That is a part of it. But that is probably 10% of the HBCU experience. Mm. The rest of it is, you know, it's the academics, it's the friendships, it's the relationships, it's the experiences, it's, you know, going home with your roommate for the weekend because there's nothing else to do on campus. It's all of that other stuff and the Greek life, the parties. That's just, you know, gravy on top. That's just the fun part, but it's not the experience. Mm. What about you, Miss Aaliyah? Yeah, so I think one of the top misconceptions, I definitely agree with that. And another one would be that like HBCUs don't prepare you for the real world, which like this past year has disproven that more of anything of all the successful alumni that we've been seeing in the news and social media. And I think like they definitely say that because of the like high population of black students, but there's always major like companies and employers coming to talk to students. I know that happens a lot at Spelman. I personally haven't experienced it yet, but I'm excited to. And they have, well, actually I have virtually, they have career fairs all the time. And just, I think people are re- recognizing the talent that comes out of HBCUs and the talent that they produce. And so I think we're more prepared for the real world, if anything, coming out of our schools and ready to take on and tackle and really show what we're made of, so. Yo, that's dope. What about you, Josh? What misconception? Yeah, um, Aaliyah and, and Lee, they really touched on all of it. Uh, only thing I just wanna add is that, uh, Academics are stressed. Um, academics are rigorous at HBCUs. I just want to add that uh, Morehouse is the number one feeder into the Harvard Law School. So obviously, it's no joke being at an HBCU. Oh, wow. mm. so, so yeah. Mm. See, yeah, I didn't know that. Did you know that, Blair? I, I had no idea. That's good. He put that out there. I'm trying to tell you, bro. See, man, I just feel like I'm just so out of touch with, with you know what I'm saying, with reality because, you know, our HBCU wasn't. It was just USAF. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because there's still a culture there, right? But it's just different. And, and I believe we could have, or me specifically, could have experienced something different when you are you know, around individuals that you can, you know, collaborate with that look like you, you know, that kind of help, even though they don't think like you may not think like you, but you don't have a problem exchanging, you know, lifestyles and uh, uh, ideas and and things of that nature. But Larry, you hit on something that was pretty uh, key. And Josh, I want you to uh, tackle this. What's one or a few individuals that has inspired you you get what I'm saying? While in either, you know, before you came in or currently now, like what what would be your say someone or group of individuals that is inspiring you right now? Ed Morehouse. Mm-hmm. OK, um, I would say uh, one of my professors, uh, Professor Ilya Davis, uh, he helped me out a lot 
uh, throughout my classes. He helped me out uh, outside. Uh, I met him a few times at Atlantic Station, which is a local um, entertainment place in Atlanta. Uh, he just kicked it with us, me and uh, a couple other uh, Morehouse students. So he, he was uh, a good mentor for us. Um, even in our freshman orientation calls, he was just real funny, um, just a good leader. He just showed us how that uh, he went to uh, Harvard as well, but as a philosophy major. But yeah, he just showed us that uh, you can have a good time at Morehouse. He went to Morehouse, um, but you can also um, focus on your schoolwork as well. Just have that school life balance. And uh, yeah, that's basically what he inspired me to, to keep in mind. That's what's up. All right. Hey, Lee, you talked about your brother a lot, but was there anybody else that, you know, inspired you or was like a a, a mentor for you while you was uh, going to school? Yeah, there was. And ironically, speaking of Morehouse, you know, his name was Dr. King. That was his actual name. He was a retired history (laughs) professor at Tuskegee. And I actually lived with him for two years. Really? Yes. So while I was at Tuskegee, I actually lived with him and he had an apartment over his garage. So that's where I stayed for two years while I was at Tuskegee. And Mm -hmm. he really was an influence for me. He was a mentor. He knew everybody on the campus. So if I was having trouble, he'd tell me, go talk to this person. He'd call Mm -hmm. him up and say, I'm sending him, help him out. Mm -hmm. Even after I left and I needed transcripts. I'd call him up. He'd go get the transcripts for me. So he was very much an influence for me. And a big reason why I stayed at Tuskegee as long as I did, because, you know, after the first couple of years, I couldn't play basketball. That was what I really wanted to do. I was going to leave, but he said, you know, stay. Stick around. Stick around. You started this journey, you know, finish it out. And the sports isn't everything because I actually walked on and speaking, drifting just a little bit, speaking of academics, how important academics is in HBCU. I walked on to the basketball team. Everyone else was on scholarship. I walked on. But I had one D. And they said, nope. Can't do it. Are you serious? Absolutely serious. So, hey, so look, for those that say these get you degrees, you know what I'm talking about? Hey, but look, they can mess up your dreams, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, get your grades right. Like, you know, other schools, see, oh, you're pretty good talent. Well, we'll work. We'll fix those grades. Don't worry about that. No. Mm-hmm. You don't have the grades. I don't care how good you are. You're not playing on my team. Yeah. So, Miss Aaliyah, what about you? Who who who's inspiring you, man? I mean, I, I heard you talk about Miss, uh, you know, Vice President, right? Other individuals, but who is reaching out and able to touch you, Aaliyah? That's able to help inspire you and keep you motivated, or or someone that that is telling you, yo, you can do this no matter what, because you may have it in yourself, but it's always, you know, not I wouldn't say always, but it's good to have someone that's motivating you. You, you dig what I'm saying? So who is that individual to you? Definitely. So 
I've always been passionate about black culture. And I think my mom really saw that in me. My family, like throughout this whole journey has been so supportive and motivational for me. Well, my mom really introduced Spelman to me. I didn't know much about it. And so then I learned about my cousin who graduated from Spelman in 2008. And from then on, I was like set. And being at Spelman, also like George, the professor that really, I think just gets me, understands me is Dr. Michelle Hype. She's our honors program coordinator and director. And so, She's just so easy to talk to. She's like such an intellectual and she understands because personally, I'm not exactly sure what I want to do with my career and my biochemistry degree, but I know I want to work social justice in there somehow. She's always just willing to have an open ear and listen and talk through my options with me. So those are definitely the top people who are motivating me to stay in stone and get through and really make it to the top whatever way. So. You know what? Hey, I don't know. Look, I, I think I, you know what, uh, Aaliyah. I, I, th I think you, you you got some things going on over there. <laughs> it's something I don't know what it, I can't put my. She's well, she's well spoken, man. Both you all know, you guys are well spoken. Very much so. You know, y'all, y'all, y'all. You know, hey, listen, kids around my age back then, we didn't talk like that. We, we wasn't clicking right. You know so, hey, thank you, because I, I feel a little bit uh, better knowing that the future looks brighter. You feel me? So thank you. And thank you. Thank you. Hey, Larry, what you got, bro? Yeah, hey, going back to that diversity uh, piece that we talked about, I, I, Josh, your mom, again, she's been hitting it. She talked about there is diversity within our race, right? So I understand some of you guys are, are, are still virtual learners. You haven't been on campus yet. But let's talk about not only diversity within our race, but, you know, within other uh, races that are on the campus or within your Zoom meetings, you know, the Asians, the Latinos, the whites, whatever. Talk about how impactful that has been, you know, being from the Midwest. You talk to somebody from the East Coast, West Coast, down south, you know, you're learning their culture and their traditions and, and you kind of incorporate it into yours. Talk about how that is impact your life. Go ahead, Josh, what you got? Um, yeah, so honestly, I haven't met too many other races except for uh, one of the Indian friends that I have and more else, but um, definitely uh, different parts of the United States and even the world. I have a good friend, he's on the basketball team named uh, Buka. He's about six foot eight from uh, Somewhere in Africa, I don't even know. But yeah, he's just a real cool guy. Um, I'm learning his lingo. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You don't even know what Buka I forgot. I forgot where Get Buka's it together, from. man. You can't come on here and, and talk about Buka and don't know a Buka from. Yeah, hey, he's from Africa, man. He knows he's from Africa. No, hell no. No, you can't. <laughs> go ahead, bro. Talk about go ahead, talk about Buka. Yeah, I mean, we just we 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 click. Um and with all the people that he that he knows from America, um, we're learning his lingo. He's learning ours. It's funny when he tries to talk like us or say the same things that uh, we say. Or even I have a good friend who is basically my roommate. He's lived right across from me um, from New Orleans. They definitely have different type of jargon. So sometimes we make fun of them like that. But I don't know, like I said, it's just it's a community. It feels like we're not all from different areas, even when we are. So it, it's just it's just fun to see. You see that? Yeah. <laughs> see, he, he ain't from Wakanda. You from Wakanda? No, that, we messing with it. Listen, bad enough, I still get Wakanda jokes. Like, hey, you look like, stop it, right? That's what I need to do the whole, I'm the get out dude. Anyway, so uh, Leah, so what type of diversity have you dealt with and or what have you learned from other, you know, diverse individuals in Spelman? 
Yeah, definitely like Josh. I mean, I know I'll experience more once I get on campus, but it's been fun hearing different people's accents and all of that mm-hmm. on the phones and just seeing their way of life. And I know definitely a big thing in the ACE, which is the Atlanta University Center, and that's Spelman, Clark Atlanta, Morehouse, Morris Brown, because they're coming back. And so all of those different colleges and just people like repping where you're from and being proud of where you're from. So I haven't experienced it too much, but I know like when we get there, it's going to be up. Just everybody repping where they're from and seeing how everybody acts so i'm excited okay that's what's up all right so so you see herm he's on here shout out to herm he has some business to take care of but he asked a question y'all and and we kind of talked about this a little bit but um i i would start off with uh with lee so apparently this brother did think about pledging so we weren't talking about what did you pledge and why did you pledge go ahead hit it up lee I pledged Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. I took a little different path. I did not pledge when I was an undergrad. I pledged actually in grad school at Mizzou. However, I was exposed to the Greek life at Tuskegee and at Harris Stowe State University. Um, I grew up around Omegas. That's kind of what led to my decision to pledge Omega. And since being in the organization i have had the opportunity to mentor and participate in a number of lines where i pledged undergrad so even though i did not pledge as an undergrad i do have some experience in what that is like and i will say for for hbcus again it's serious business hbcus First of all, you don't pledge your freshman year. You don't even talk about pledging your freshman year. It's not an option. Mm-hmm. Oh, because sophomore of the year, right? The academics. Mm-hmm. Sophomore year, in most cases, is the mm-hmm. soonest you can even consider pledging an organization. See, and most organizations have different rules of how long it takes. Um, when I pledged in graduate school, I pledged for six months. Mm-hmm. People. Before me, pledge for a year or more. So times vary, but it's about academics. When you pledge, you submit transcripts to the organization. They want to see your grades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn. Graduate chapter, you submit, you know, transcripts, degrees. They want to know you graduated. That's awesome. Man, yeah, that is. But yo, that's a long time to be going and getting getting (laughs) big brother O'Biney some bean pies. Hey, so uh check this out, uh Mrs. Mrs. Josh. So you thinking about uh pledging, bruh? Uh, I never really what they're pledging. (laughs) That's true. But I never really thought of pledging, honestly. Uh my dad didn't pledge, but my mom was AKA. Mm -hmm. Um also have a close cousin and two cousins that were AKA and and uh what was it Kappa, I believe? Yeah. So, but me personally, I, I just want to experience it on campus. I know academics are a priority. Um, I don't even think about pledging this year or last year. So um I don't know. I just want to see what they're like on uh on campus. Okay. And if they can convince me, but I don't I don't know. Maybe they can convince well, right, what about you, Miss Leah? So first of all, I was thinking about it. A, are you interested in pledging? And B, how do you pledge virtually? So you got to do your push-ups or whatever it is <laughs> on, on, on Zoom. Like what, what is it? So are you thinking about doing it or what? 
Yes, I would love to at least explore the option and just see all of the stroll offs and all that on campus and really like to see all of the different possibilities. I mean, it's another form of sisterhood and I just see how how many um, of the women in the sororities bond and have those life those lifelong friendships. So I think it would be a great opportunity. I got to see when I get down there, everything that's open to me. But yeah, I'm definitely open to the possibility. And I I didn't hear much about the virtual pledging, but I heard it was definitely different, but like they're official. So I would love to learn more about that too. I have to ask around, but hopefully if we decide to do it, it's back to normal by the time we do. So Good. Well, listen, uh, so make sure everyone, y'all stay with the Lions then, right? And you too, Miss Aaliyah, because we have individuals that's a part of all the divine line and they can be able to, you know, link up with you. And what I'm excited about, I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited about the uh, the uh, the games and the drum line. And, you know, what I mean, hearing them bands getting it in, you know, what I'm talking about other than that. Hey, it is what it is. What you got, Larry, your last word, bro. Hey, my last words, man. Listen. I am extremely proud of you two young folks. When I see you young generational, our next replacements in life, you guys make me smile. I mean, you're well-spoken. You was raised well. You got a head on your shoulders. You know what you're trying to do in life. And even if you don't know exactly where you're at, you understand where you need to go. And you're just in the right mix, right? So HBCUs, Morehouse, Spelman, the whole nine. I mean, Josh, Shout out to your mom, first off, because she is representing mm -hmm. you, and she has been killing the comments. But I am extremely proud of you, too. And then, Mr. Lee, just your experience, your inspiration, your motivation that you bring from, from your time in school. And, and, I mean, you've been hitting, you know, just knocking off the nuggets, man. I, I enjoy this conversation, you know, because I got young ones coming up. And if I can edge them towards that way, this is the conversation right here. They're like, yo, you know what? Some of the things that I thought I knew about HBCU, I didn't know, but you know what? You two, all three of you guys, it has shown me that I maybe need to start looking that direction a little heavier than what I normally do. So thank you guys for being on the show for us. Right on, right on. Yo, all right, so check it out, Lee. What's your final word, brother, that, that you want to let our, our viewers know, man? Anything about you? At better yet, you can talk to them a little bit about the library. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Those of you that don't know, I work with Seth for the city of Belleville. I am the director of the Belleville Public Library. And I know, you said, I told you I studied mechanical engineering and I'm running a library. See, that's just where life led me. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> but now, hey, so, uh, but yeah, thanks, man, for being on, man. Seriously, I echo what uh, Larry said. You, you really did bring that 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 energy to let us know that it's not all what we thought it was on television i swear i was going to be like half pint after i got out of high school like yo i'm about to pledge no i'm not wasn't doing it and it didn't happen but i do appreciate you shining some light on that man but thank you brother thank you for being on thank you all right mr josh mr josh what you got man what would you got for, for our viewers out there man any last words you got for them yeah, um, definitely consider the HBC experience. Um, you, you get a lot of connections, a lot of lifelong networks out of this, whether it's your peers or um, your your, uh, your staff members, teachers, professors, anything like that. And me, I also came from um, an all-boys school in my high school, but it was a predominantly white high school. And going into all-boys college now is different. All-black is, is really different. 
Um, but I appreciate uh, my experience. I'm looking forward to the next three years. And uh, it's actually exactly a month until I move in. So yeah, anticipating that. So yeah. Probably. Okay, cool. Well, look, congratulations on you, sir. And everything you got popping off. All right. Last but not least, Miss Aaliyah. What you got for, for our viewers out there? You got some final words for being in the den. It wasn't that bad, was it? At all. I had so much fun. I want to thank y'all for having us. I, I did an HBCU night for like high schools in my city back in January. So I absolutely love talking about anything HBCU. So just thank you again for this platform. If anybody has like questions, I see people like say in part two and all that. My I don't know how many Lily Websters there are, but my Facebook is Ellie L.E. Webster. So if anybody, um, children are interested in HBCU, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to help in any way possible. So thank you, everyone again yes hey all right y'all so look look uh, apparently y'all want it so if y'all want it we need to get some hashtag part two because what we really want to do is follow these individuals right we want to follow y'all and because when everybody you know when the world open back up you know and stop passing this old funky mess around and we can start doing things the way we want to do things we want to make sure we stay connected and we can see where they're going and how we can help them check it out this is still a village right on this is still a village so what can we do to help Aaliyah help Josh or help Josh help Aaliyah to help Lee and then Lee come on now hey this is supposed to work so this is what we supposed to do for each other so all right let me see I see a couple of all right I see a part two come on another part two I see another part two hey keep it going keep it going I see a yes all right hey three and four hush your mouth let's see we got another one we got no, I think that's what we gonna do hey you feel good about that Josh and Aaliyah y'all want to come back on again I'm on board oh there it is yeah. Yes. What about what about you, Lee? You want to come? Hey, I don't want to have to twist your arm, right? <laughs> twist your arm to come back. You want to come back, bro? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, anytime. Right on, right on. But seriously, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank y'all. And and look, everybody that's on right now, Lee, Josh, and 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 Aaliyah, y'all hold tight. Don't don't go off. But I do want to let y'all know, everybody that's watching, make sure you share this, share this, share this. You subscribe. You're following us. This will be available on Amazon and Roku. Make sure you go and follow and subscribe to Lions Pride Network so you can watch this anytime you want to, right on. Don't forget to give your reviews. If you're digging this, if this is something that you want to hear again, or if you have other topics that you think that we should add to help connect with our individuals, with the youth, with the world, we're here to get it from you, right on. Well, listen, without further ado, I think that's about a wrap. What you think, Larry? You think that's a good one? Hey, just let your moms know, Josh. We're the lions, not the tigers. And hold on, now look, I wasn't gonna say that. Hold on, wait, wait, hold on, wait. Let, let, let me get real close up to it. Listen, y'all need to know the difference between your cats. You dig? This is the lot. The lions. Hey, Josh, look, we're just gonna go have to give your your, your mom a cup, okay? So she know the lions there. But yo, shout out to everybody that's watching, y'all. We will see y'all soon. Right on. Later. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. 
While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com. A manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.